Well, praise the Lord and welcome to our Romans Bible study here every Monday morning and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time in my office. It's strictly just an online course, an online class uh, that I come up every Monday and Thursday morning and uh, present to you, whosoever will, tune in and hear and believe you will be blessed. We started in Romans 1, chapter 1, some way back, and we're today in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. It's where we'll be today on October the 31st here in 2019. And I just have to say before we dig in this morning, for those of you who missed the camp meeting this year, I really encourage you to put it on your calendars to save your pennies and to get here or wherever the camp meeting is going to be held next year. You don't want to miss these determined camp meetings. I'm telling you, they, they, God is on the move. The Bible says that the preaching of the cross is the power of God. And it's when the power of God is in our midst that God is saving, God is healing, God is delivering, God is instructing, God is giving wisdom, God is, is giving directional. He's giving directional grace to his people. Man, ministries are birthed, ministries are redirected to that which is right. Uh, all sorts of good things come out of these meetings because they are meetings uh, where everyone is invited, yet the ministers are those only that have determined to know nothing other than Christ and Him crucified. And, and the, because the Bible says that's the power and the wisdom of God. We are in a reformation again right now, it began about 22 years ago, and uh, concerning uh, sanctification the message of the cross, and how to live for God by the power of the Holy Spirit, how to live in victory over sin, how, how the Bible describes to us that we live with God, for God, that we can know without a shadow of a doubt that he's changing us, he's blessing us, he's, he's doing great and mighty things, and, and, and we have access to this knowledge in the Bible. It's always been there. It was always there before Martin Luther got a hold of it. And when the Reformation took place about 500 years ago, that the just shall live by faith, that we're justified by faith alone, all hell broke out among the religious establishment. And today, when the Lord begins revealing that we not only are justified by faith, but we can only live day by day by faith, and that faith being in the Christ and what he did at Calvary alone, all hell breaks out in the religious establishment. Please, preachers, I know you're listening. You don't want to be caught on the other side of the fence in the Pharisaical neighborhood. You don't want to be caught that you want to get involved in what God calls the power of God, the wisdom of God. You want to get involved where God is moving, God is changing, and, and for, for, for centuries the church has been held captive, paralyzed, and devastated because we've not known how to live for God. We've not We've really not known how to discern when we're hearing that which is truth. 
And the Bible declares that when the truth is spoken, righteousness is revealed. Righteousness is shown. It has to be, my friends, and this is why. If you missed last night's message entitled Christian Transition, please go to the website, thecrosswaychurch.com, and watch the message. If you missed it, go to YouTube, Curtis Hutchinson 316, and listen to last night's message because the only way that the child of God can live from faith to faith is if the gospel is being preached and the righteousness of God is being revealed. Think about that. The righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel and it's only in that that we go from faith to faith. That's found written for you in Romans 1, 16 and 17. If it's, if it's the truth which is Jesus and what he did at Calvary, that shows forth the righteousness of God, the gospel, the truth. And when that is shown, the Holy Spirit then can lead us, guide us on the path of righteousness, which is him guiding us into more truth. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, the Spirit of truth, he's going to guide you into all truth. And, and, and we need to be hearing these things today. We need to know the truth. We need to be able to recognize that which is truth. God's word is truth unless it's being used to point us to some other direction. But when it's held properly, Romans 1.18 says when it's God's truth is held improperly in an unrighteous manner that he's opposing that by wrath. His wrath from heaven is revealed in that he's opposing us when we hold his truth in an unrighteous manner. When we hold it in its righteous context, and we have to because he said in Proverbs 8 and 8, every word he's ever spoken is in righteousness, and righteousness is only found in the person and the work of Jesus Christ. Do you see how the church has been paralyzed, held captive, and devastated for centuries because we've not known. Yes, people have gotten saved by the drove through all the, the centuries, but have they learned to live in victory? Have they learned after they were saved how to go from faith to faith? And the Bible's clear the only way to go from faith to faith is as, is as the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel, Romans 1, 16, 17. It's there in kindergarten form. And, and, and God intended it on being in kindergarten form. Hallelujah. So we could all get it. We could all understand it. We could all walk in it. We could all be blessed. And hear me this morning. We could all speak the same thing. Come on now. We can all speak the same thing. Folk out there talking about, well, they just all trying to sound alike and say the same thing. The Bible tells us to speak the same thing. Paul told Timothy, that which you've been taught, that I've entrusted you with, you need to find able men who can teach that also. Think about that. Not that come up with their own stuff. No, it has to be God's truth in its righteous context. Praise God. That'll make you jump up out of your chair and shout hallelujah. Glory to God. Now watch this today. We are in Romans chapter 8 verse 14. The Bible says, For as many 
as are led, and it means being led, presently ongoing, as many as are being led by the Spirit of God, they're the sons of God. They're the ones who have a right to be led by the Spirit of God. They're the ones who are learning how to be led by the Spirit of God. And they're the ones who, when being led by the Spirit of God, will be bearing the fruit of the Holy Spirit, who is God. Hallelujah. The fruits of Christ's righteousness. Praise God. Now, again, and I know I did this about two or three sessions back, but I want to show you this, the difference between verse 14 and verse 16, then we'll go back and, and gather in verse 15. But the ver verse 14 is speaking of the experiential reality of being led by the Spirit because we are now children of God and can be in experience led by the Spirit of God. But Jesus taught that when the Spirit of truth comes, that he will... That, that, that he will guide us into all truth. It's only truth he's going to lead you into. And remember Proverbs 12 and 17. Write it down, please. Take a note. Go look at it. Highlight it. He that speaks truth, that's the Holy Spirit. He that speaks truth shows forth righteousness. See, when the Holy Spirit's ministering truth to his people, he's, he's got to show forth the righteousness of Christ because that's all he can lead us in. You see, the path of righteousness is Christ. He is the way. You can call it the path. He is the path of righteousness for us, that being the way of the cross. He is my way. He's my path. He's my righteousness. It's all wrapped up in Christ and what he did at Calvary. Remember, the Bible says that he who knew no sin, 2 Corinthians 5 and 21, he that knew no sin, means he was without sin, became our sin offering that you and I might be made the righteousness of God in him. The cross is the place. The cross is the only meeting place. The cross is where he took my sin and, and and gave me his righteousness. The cross, that object of my, of my faith, is where he continually leads me. See, the Bible cannot be truth without it being applied to the one who said, I am the truth, and what he did to become my truth. Come on now. You got to get that. You, you can't just scarf up some scriptures and call it truth unless the Holy Spirit's applying it to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. He, he can't do it. He won't do it. Hallelujah. Because when we're, when we're being led by the Spirit of God into all truth, and we might as well say today, more truth, that means we're experiencing a greater liberty than we knew before. We're experiencing our callings greater than ever before. We're experiencing true marriage relationships, family relationships, how to forgive like we've never known before. Listen, and let me say it again. And my friends, I know there are not that many people that listen to this uh, teaching, but there's a few and you'll be blessed if you keep listening. But the church has been paralyzed and devastated for centuries. They've not known this. They're, our testimony for, man, for years and years, way back, has been, I know I shouldn't have done that, but I did. I know I should have, but I didn't. We used to be in church. We used to. We, listen, the testimony, listen, the Bible says God is not unrighteous in that he's forgot our labor of love, our labors of love in that we have ministered and that we do minister. Listen, we don't throw the towel in when things get tough. 
We're learning how to be led by the Spirit of God and that He will lead you into all truth. Now think about that. Let, can we turn over as the Lord lays it on my heart this morning? Let's turn over to 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14, and watch this. Now thanks be unto God, which always causes, or the word there is really leads us in the triumph in Christ. Now where was the triumph obtained for us? At Calvary. So where does the Holy Spirit lead us every day? Even though we open our Bibles, he's trying to reveal the truth. Remember, he's trying to guide you into more truth. More truth. Hallelujah. Not, not different truth, more truth. And boy, that, that's critical right there. Not different truth, more truth. The Bible, Jesus said, is about him. The scriptures are about him. John 5 and 39. Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life, or you think you have life, but they testify of me. And then he says this, but you won't come to me. See, you have to go through Jesus by faith in what he did at Calvary every day when you open your Bible. Not just because you got saved 20 years ago. Now, Today, you can just open your Bible and have the illumination from God. No. Jesus is the light of the Scriptures. He is the living Word. Without the Word of God, the Holy Spirit will not show you anything in the Word that's not touching Jesus and what He did at Calvary. He's just not going to do it. He, he, he can't do it. You can open the Bible and say, well, I see that. I, I see this is telling me to do this or not do that. But listen, the Holy Spirit's going to apply Jesus and his finished work to that scripture so that your faith will not just be in what's written. Your faith will be in what's written through the object of faith being the cross of Christ. If your faith, my faith, is not in Christ and his work at Calvary alone, not and anything else. And something else eliminates us from the flow of grace. But if our faith remains in Christ and his work at Calvary, then the Holy Spirit can lead us, guide us, into more truth of God's word. Remember, he wants to guide you into all truth. He didn't dump the whole boatload of truth on us when we got saved. We were saved by hearing the truth. The righteousness of Christ was painted before us, being offered to us. We didn't know all that when we got saved. We just heard, you don't have to die in your sins and go to hell. God provided a way out of sin and a way to be with him eternity by the, by the giving of his son because he loves you that much. That's it, the simplicity of that. That's it. And you believed it? And you were forgiven and justified, born again, and the list of, you could write books, plural, on what happened when you were just born again. Hallelujah. But as you, as you allow the Holy Spirit now to guide you into more truth, remember we go from faith to faith, and faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God in the context of, of the gospel, because only in the gospel can we see the righteousness of Christ portrayed, and that's the only place we can go from faith to faith, as the righteousness of God is revealed in the gospel. Now, let me say this for those of you who may be new. 
You need to write it down. You need to go look at it. You need to be good Bereans. You don't just need to say, well, I ain't never heard that. I ain't listening to that. Oh, my preacher ain't preaching that. Listen, there ain't hardly anybody preaching this. But there is men and women on the earth today preaching this, teaching this. And you need to find some that are. You need to find one, at least one that is. And you need to get hooked up there. You need to get planted there. <clears throat> Amen. Proverbs 8 and 8. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. All the words of my mouth are in righteousness. That means every word that God speaks to you, and his word is truth. And we live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. But we live by faith. That means we have to hear what God is saying to us before we can live and go from faith to faith. Every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God is in righteousness. And righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. That means we must be hearing God's word in its righteous context, which means Christ, who is our righteousness, and what he did that we might not just be made the righteousness of God in Christ, but that you and I might daily, 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 being led by the Spirit of God, because we're the sons of God, bear out the fruits, bear forth the fruits of his righteousness daily. Romans 6 tells us that we can't serve God unless we're serving righteousness. And, and, and we can't serve righteousness unless our faith is in that one thing that made us a servant of righteousness. And that's that form of doctrine that freed us from sin. The message of the cross, the gospel, the truth of the Lord Jesus Christ. This is good today. I hope you're getting it because this is the power and the wisdom of God. And we don't, the Holy Spirit never uh, 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 moves us away from any truth. He just leads us further into the truth, guides us in all truth. We never change the truth. The truth is Jesus and what he did at Calvary. But my friend, all God's word is truth. That's absolutely right. And Jesus said the scriptures are tied to him. That's why when we teach on, uh, <clears throat> let's just say you, you did a, a month's worth of teaching on deacons or, or what it means to be an elder or the gifts in the church, functioning gift. <clears throat> if you're not preaching the message of the cross in that, then you're going to have competitive, mean uh, uh, people who are attacking one another, trying to climb up over everybody. You've got to preach the cross of Jesus Christ, my friend. Or, or, you're, or you're going to have major issues. You're going to have issues even if you are preaching the cross. But without it, you're not giving the people the message they need to be able to, 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 to be humble and obedient. Because God only sees obedience through our faith in the obedience of Christ. And that's not just a one-time end deal. That's every day. When we're obedient, literally obedient before God, and, he, and he's seeing us in our condition, not our position, in our experiences, obedience, it's the obedience of Christ he's seeing, or he's not seeing any obedience. And the obedience of Christ is only carried out if our faith is in that which he was found obedient unto death. Hallelujah, somebody said, glory to God. Hallelujah, this is... Re reformation truth. This is liberating truth. Watch this now. Let's get back. Romans 8. Here we are. Verse 14. Let's read it again. For as many as are led, being led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Verse 
16, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. Now let's talk about that for a minute before we back up to verse 15. The Spirit of the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, the Spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. See, this is the assurance we have. When the Holy Spirit offered, you might have been through mama, granddaddy, co-worker, preacher, uh, some, somebody on the radio. Somehow the Holy Spirit preached the gospel of Jesus Christ to you. And when you believed it, you were communicating and didn't even know it with God the Holy Spirit. There was communication. He was preaching the gospel to you. Oh, you thought it was granddaddy or mama or a preacher, and the Holy Spirit was flowing in them and through them, but ultimately it was the Spirit of God revealing Christ to you and his work at Calvary that would save you, forgive you, deliver you. Hallelujah. Bring you into the kingdom. Remove you from the devil's kingdom and put you in God's uh, family as a child of God. The Holy Spirit was doing that. And when you believed it, you said yes to that. You, you believed unto righteousness, that righteous work of Christ in your heart. Then you were speaking, you were saying yes to the message. Yes to the one who died for you. Yes to the one who was delivering you that message. And an assurance was birthed in your heart that you are a child of God. Think about how powerful that is. There was communication with you and God before you even knew it. See, this is one example of him being able to guide you into all truth. You didn't know anything. Man, we didn't know nothing when we got saved. We Except God loved us, gave his son for us. We don't have to be lost. We don't have to go to, to, a, to a, a, a lake of fire and torment for eternity. But God made a way to deliver us from our sins. To take our sins away. And not only that, but to give us his righteousness. You heard that. At least part of that gospel that he, God loves you, sent his son to save you from your sins. You believed it. I'm t there was communication going on right there with you and Almighty God. You didn't know it, but then as you begin to get in the word of God and learn the truth of God's word, you begin to learn the very things I'm telling you today. That there, you, were, you were communicating with God. You were being led by God. You were a brand new creation. And learning the truth is what we need to be doing because along the way, it's truth we need to be here. It's all the Holy Spirit will lead you in is more truth because he's trying to reveal all truth. And Jesus is all, he is the, he is the encompassment. He is the, the, the fullness of the truth of God. He is our genesis, all, everything, all the way through. He is our revelation, the alpha, the omega, the first, and the, he is everything to us. For years, the church has declared, Jesus, you're everything to us. And then we've gone and learned all these other things that we're now having to unlearn, throw out, because it hasn't been the scriptures in the context of Christ and him crucified. Every word. See, that's the only avenue of righteousness. You say, show it to me. I'm taking notes. I say, good for you. Let's look at it. Hallelujah. Galatians 2.21. Here it is. Kindergarten form. I got to have it this way. And that's how God's given it. The simplicity of Christ. Let me say that again. The simplicity of Christ. Preachers that preach up here and you can't get it, that's because they ain't got it. Listen, 
Galatians 2.21, Paul says, I do not frustrate, that means set aside, deny, reject, refuse, is what that word means, check it out, the grace of God, because if righteousness come by the law. See, what's the focus here? How righteousness comes. And not just initially for salvation, but daily as the, our fruit. Oh, 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 you gotta get this now. You gotta get this. I, I'm not gonna deny, reject, I'm not gonna set aside the grace of God. Because righteousness comes if righteousness comes by the law, by what I do, then Christ is dead in vain. You see, righteousness didn't come to me when I was water baptized. <laughs> righteousness came to me when I was baptized into the death of Jesus, Romans 6, 3, through my faith in what he did for me at Calvary. See, all the, the denominational, part of the denominational world, and, and some of them say you're not saved until you're water baptized, they're telling you you're not saved until you do something to be saved. See, they don't understand, first of all, they don't understand the finality of the work of Christ when he said it's finished Come on now, he meant it's finished. And all you can do is accept what he did and finished as your way. Hallelujah. Yes, faith will have works or it's not faith. But, but listen, faith alone saves. Yes, faith has works, Ephesians 2.10, but faith alone saves. Think about that. Faith alone saves. And you can't save yourself. So think about that. Watch this now. He's telling us in verse 21, righteousness comes through the death of Christ. Look, I'm not going to frustrate the grace of God. I'm not going to deny, set aside the grace of God. He says in the verse before this, he tells the avenue in verse 20 and verse 21, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life which I now live in this flesh I live by the faith of the Son. How do I live? By the faith of the Son. It doesn't say faith in, although my faith has to be in Him. But the very life I'm living, I'm living by the faith that He manifests for me. By grace, through faith, He tasted death for me. Hebrews 2.9 and here in Galatians 2.20, it was the faith of Jesus. Hallelujah. And it's that faith we live by. Watch. I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and what? Gave himself for me. Paul never stops pointing back to Calvary. Hallelujah. And then he says in verse 21 of Galatians 2, I do not frustrate the grace of God. The grace of God is what God did in Christ at Calvary and what he'll do for you today if your faith is in what he did in Christ at Calvary. Because righteousness is the goal. Righteousness, the, the positional status of righteousness, being righteous in Christ through our faith in the cross and daily bearing forth the fruits of his righteousness through faith in the cross alone. Not faith in the cross and. Uh-uh. When we put that and out there in God's eyes, we become double-minded, single vision, narrow-minded, sober-minded, only comes from sound doctrine, and sound doctrine is that form of doctrine that made you free from sin, Romans 6, 17, and 18. Sound doctrine is that doctrine that made you free from sin and made you a servant of righteousness. Think about that. So, 
I'm, I've got to close here in about three minutes, so I want to say this. If we're not sitting under ministries, and I know we're talking about 99% of all ministries on the planet today, we're in a reformation. What do you think happened when Martin Luther was shown by God the illumination of God's word into his heart that we're justified by faith alone? He caught hell. Do you hear me? His every, Man, he was kicked out after a while, banned, uh, shunned by the religious people. The religious people. Men who'd worked hard for what they had. Not going to let go of it for the truth. Uh, uh, of what They thought they had the truth. But they were working for the truth. My point is, when a reformation is taking place, and I know I'll be dead and gone before this thing ever really takes off and catches a fire one day like it's going to, but I'm going to keep plowing and scattering and sowing this seed of God's truth, hallelujah, until the day I'm not here anymore. Because the church is in a reformation. I don't care if you agree with it. I don't care if you don't like it. But I hope you would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. And the Spirit ain't saying nothing to the church today except that which will guide us into more truth and show us things to come. Because that's what Jesus said he was going to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. I want you to know that today. And when you hear the reality of truth, the Word of God being taught and preached that cannot be refuted as it's pointing to Christ and His work at Calvary. It cannot be refuted except by those who say it's not pointing all of it to Christ and what He did at Calvary, but rather what we must be doing. They miss the whole point that without our faith in Christ and what He did at Calvary, the Holy Spirit is not the one doing what we're doing. It's only us. And I must throw this in because it's very vital. Please read Revelation chapter 3, verses 1 through 6. When the Lord Jesus Christ wrote through John, the apostle, to the church in Sardis and said, you've got a name that you're alive, but you're dead. Now their position, yes, alive in Christ, hidden in God, at the right hand of the Father, yes. But let me tell you something, folks. Our condition is so important to God. Our condition is so important to God that the churches in Revelation written about, they, this church in Sardis was told, you better repent and get back to the place you can hear and receive. See, they, man, they had a, such a massive ministry. They had a name that they were alive. A church alive is worth a drive. Glory to God. But Jesus looks and says, you're dead. And he tells them, you're dead because you're, you can't hear me anymore. You, you're not receiving of me anymore. See, they were lacking truth. Oh, I'm sure they were using the Bible. Even the devil's got to use the Bible. Because what he does, it's evil. He's got to take that which is good first and twist it. They had a name that they were alive. But they couldn't hear the Lord anymore and they couldn't receive the Lord anymore. And the warning was if they'll repent and overcome. And the only way we overcome is through faith in the blood of the Lamb. That he wouldn't blot their names out of the Lamb's book of eternal life. It's in your Bible. Some of you have been listening to that which is false for years. All this can't lose my salvation, can't have my name blotted out, can't be spewed out. And we have to go to seminary 
and learn how to how to twist that to, 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 to fit what we believe. And that's not what the Bible's for, my friend. The Bible is here to conform us into the image of Christ. We're out of time. I do love you. I appreciate those who tune in and send comments and help us share this great reforming truth to the world and the backslidden church. I pray that your lives would find the prosperity of God, and by that I mean the leading of the Holy Spirit into more truth. He's wanting to lead you into more truth. Hallelujah. And until we get together next time, which will be Monday morning at 8.30 a.m. concerning this Romans teaching, but tomorrow morning we'll be in the studio at 9 a.m. Central Time for our ongoing Book of Jude teaching, and I encourage you to tune in then as well. Until next time, God bless you. Keep on marching and stay determined to know nothing but Christ and Him crucified. God bless you.